We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of the hosts of this program, and in the house, Lisa and Kenoki. Thank you for being here, Lisa. And unfortunately, you. I, you know, we need to really dig into a tough topic here today because we have to talk about, you know, if the elephant in the room, if you will. That's you it. know, here we are looking at headlines, the deadliest U.S. school shooting in a decade you know, that has rocked Texas and really rocked the United States and I think even the world. Yes. You know, when you're talking about the fact that this 18-year-old gunman walked into an elementary school and, you know, killed so many children and a teacher, and here we go again, right? Another one of those things. I know, for example, my daughter who lives in Texas is my daughter, my granddaughter who is in fourth grade. She says she's not going to school today. And, and I wouldn't blame her. I mean, And I said, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Right. So, but here's the thing. How do you explain this? How does my daughter speak to my granddaughter about that? How do you talk to your kids about what's happened uh, in this in this mad world that we're living in right now? Well, not even that. It's right. It's one after another. Mm -hmm. Just last week, the Buffalo, where you have the grocery store. How do you feel safe to go in a grocery store? And also targeted because it's you're happen to be African American. You go into a grocery store expecting to come out. Now you have to be worried about if we're going to pick up snacks at a grocery store. I mean, I, I am I, I'm raw. I'm I'm really raw and numb in terms of what do we do. So we need we need to get some uh, well, and that's we, we well we've got an expert here, and I really appreciate your time. Dr. Orla Cashman is with us. And she is with uh, Greenwich Psychotherapy and Associates, which is based out of Greenwich, Connecticut. And, you know, you've been doing this for a long, long time, Dr. Cashman. And I know that you have personally, through your practice and professionalism, been involved hands-on with some of these cases. So thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners today. You know, what can we do? Um, how can we talk to to our children how can we talk to adults how can we all have better coping skills when it comes to this because um, I'm hoping we never get to the point where it just becomes the new normal yeah. and, I, and I think that's kind of where we're headed because it seems to be happening day in and day out yes. so so what was your initial reaction um, after this breaking news happened earlier this week uh, what were your initial thoughts my initial thoughts really lay with you know how children are going to uh, take in this information and the ways in which, I mean, was it 10 years ago uh, from, from Newtown? Is that, is that the amount of time? Yes. I mean, this is, the reverberations are so strong and so powerful. My first thought is, 
how are we going, what every parent is really thinking about, how are we going to talk to these kids about what's occurred and keep them feeling safe and secure at the same time as their world kind of, you know, the, the foundation of, of their world in school where we count on them to feel safe is now rocked. So one of the things that I think about in terms of talking to kids is really listening to them first. And, you know, kids of different ages are going to understand it in different ways and uh, they'll need different language coming back to them. But I think the first piece is to understand what is their experience? What has their exposure been? What are their questions? Because you want to meet them where they are and you don't want to meet them above where they are. Mm -hmm. So for younger children, less information is more, and but responding in kind of a secure way, focused on uh, the, you know, the, the, the help and the uh, assistance and the support and uh, all the helpers, all the, 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 the parents who are coming to help, the school is helping, the police are helping, you know, to, to kind of reinforce the positives. Now that was, that's for a young, a young kid, because you don't want to stay, you want to stay only on the very, uh, graphic information to the extent that it's touched their world well that's one of my questions is do we you know as parents as caregivers do we turn off the tv because Mm -hmm. we ourselves are want to know more information but then we don't want the kids to be overwhelmed by what they might see but then it's something that they might be experiencing Mm -hmm. or other kids are talking about so it's kind of like what's the happy medium? Because... I, I think you're right. I think, it, But it has to come from you. Right. Um, because if it doesn't, it's going to come from somebody else. Right. right. And I love what you said, Dr. Cashman, too, and that is let the kids ask the questions. Right. Answer the questions that they have at their level. I was talking to a colleague of mine this morning, and he's got three little kids. And, you know, one is 10 and one is 6. And so, you know, he had separate conversations, one with the 10-year-old and one with the six-year-old. And he said he could tell when it got to be too much, especially for the six-year-old. So the conversation stopped and went on to something else and the subject was changed. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a a pretty good way to approach it. Excellent way to approach it. And and I think if you, even if you do start with all three kids together, you're going to speak to the youngest. You're going to speak at the level of the youngest, then you can break it out, you know, individually, individually. you know, to do it to age, age level. Um, but I think absolutely it's a great way to do it. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense because the older kids are going to have a lot more questions and they're going to have a lot more information. Yeah. And you know, not only did this 18 year old, and I'm not even going to say the coward's name, I'm just not, you know, he shot his grandmother and, you know, leaving her wounded, then goes on, you know, armed into a school, kills 19 children and two teachers in a single classroom in a single classroom and you know i just i just can't imagine what these people are going through there in texas and this is a small town you know it's one of those towns where i'm assuming everybody kind of knows each other yes um and so but it's impacting all of us you know it's that ripple effect that goes out to each and everybody um so should we be mad because you know what i gotta tell you i'm mad 
Well, I think that we should feel everything that we feel. I think people feel the full range. I think they feel rageful, mad, despair, sad, panicked, heartbroken, <laughs> heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I've really heard from parents is they, they're just despairing. You know, they just really feel like what is happening? And so I think we have to feel what we feel and I think we have to express it. And that's something that I would also encourage the kids to do that. Um, and, I, and it's not one conversation. Here's the other piece. It's many conversations. It's like a, a metal detector. You know, the, the adults and kids worlds are like metal detectors. We have to survey the landscape constantly to see what's changing. What have they heard today or what are they feeling today? Mm-hmm. So I would say shore up also on on kind of family routines. You want to stay very close like that metal detector to the sand and really pay attention to changes. Some of them will be verbal, but some of them won't be. Mm-hmm. Some may withdraw a little bit. Some may have more difficulty concentrating. Some may go go the opposite way and kind of throw themselves into over hyper focusing on either their work or being compliant or you know being good so something bad doesn't happen the other thing too is we haven't even talked about the re-traumatizing of the people who went through newtown Mm -hmm. or the the, all these other columbine or all these other schools what does it do to kids to families who've already been impacted by this or when you've had that conversation previously and now you have to say well you know you'll be okay but here well, we go i don't again. know here mm-hmm. it goes again or what do you say to the kids like i know myself i actually sent a grandkid into the grocery store the other day and i'm sitting there mm-hmm. thinking oh my god he's yes. in the grocery store and i'm thinking okay he he is african american and what if somebody i i just had that I feeling yeah, for a second do. like mm-hmm. okay he's in this grocery store maybe i shouldn't be so casual to think oh it's good that kids can go and kind of pick out their own stuff and come out i i've never thought of it like it that it can happen like, anywhere it right. could happen anywhere and i wouldn't have normally thought about that at the right. grocery store so it is it does cause panic and unrest so give us some suggestions of because we also feel helpless for those who aren't directly impact or re-traumatized Give us what to talk about to the people who are re-traumatized and then also for the people who feel helpless who want to do something. What do you suggest? Well, I think that being connected in any way is helpful. So uh, how to help, to think about what, what, what are any community or any school group doing to support, you know, either creating more safety in their own environments or creating support or sending support um, to you know, the, the, the families in, in Texas. But finding, finding projects and ways to channel that, that grief and that uh, loss and that uh, fear is, is a great way to go because it, it, uh, it works with the feelings but also has, gives someone a sense of contributing which I think is is very important. I, I wanted to also just go back to the news piece, Lisa, that you mentioned. I think it's really important to control the news that comes. I mean, we can't control it, obviously, across the board, but certainly at home, you know, where we can control how much news is there. I think I, I like the idea, Anne, of what you said that, that you know, parents can, con- we're not gonna not talk about it, but we want 
parents kind of control the narrative for kids in terms of uh, hear it from parents at least first. Right? Yes. It's probably not going to be the only thing, only mm-hmm. place or source they're going to hear it from. Right. But I would not keep that TV running. And honestly, I wouldn't do it for for the kids. I think also for ourselves mm-hmm. because it's overload and it's a repetitive story and it kind of seeps into the, you know, to the brain and the mm-hmm. body yep. in a way that you can't kind of find safety right from it. well and that's the problem right with the 24-hour news cycle now yeah you're, you yes. just you just said the word repetitive it's the same thing over and over and over again and so why do that maybe you have another place privately that you can access the information and, and keep updated but to keep that blaring or even in the background which most of us do mm-hmm. you know in our we're homes is it. it's not a good thing mm-hmm. if you're just tuning in we're speaking with dr orla cashman and she's with greenwich psychotherapy and associates and you know you've been a, a doctor of clinical and social work with a master's in social work um, for quite a while 25 years now you've been practicing and i know that you've also been personally involved because here today we're talking about a tragic mass shooting but also there are so many stories now of teens getting in car accidents or we just you know had another young man who who was shot and who was a well-loved student and athlete and so it's it's just it seems like every other day there's something in the news where you just shake your head and go is this really happening again or even the hockey incident where you had two schools and here a kid ends up dying and everybody's there and you don't you're not expecting that when you're going to a hockey game that's right and how do you recover from that so i guess the next question is at what point do you know or should you would you suggest that people say you know what this is more than just i can handle and maybe i need to get my kid or my family or myself in to get some professional help at what point would you kind of gauge or say people should kind of consider it well, I guess I have two thoughts about that. One is that, you know, if if there is uh, a kid who has, for example, uh, in the uh, the ice skater that you're referring to, if there was someone who was on the ice, I feel like some professional in some way should have connection to them in the days afterwards, because it is it is a so traumatizing on so many levels and new and not even thought to be possible you know it wasn't in in the realm of of what was possible and it's such a rare uh Mm -hmm. occurrence even a a professional you know hockey player would have said you know the likelihood is slim to none that that would happen so so the the levels there of of the trauma and the shock are not ones necessarily that uh kids or the adults would have the language to express because you don't trauma has you know an interesting trajectory it doesn't always present itself in in a concrete clear and and articulate way right and so i think sometimes we need help early on at least to kind of get some bearings and have someone just assess you know even in in the in the form of connecting, creating a time and a space that someone who has some experience with trauma, it doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist, but you know, there's lots of different professionals who have, you know, some experience in, in that uh, area, people who work with crisis, people who work, you know, in, in lots of realms, but 
a dedicated time and space to uh, just pay attention to what is there for that for that child. And I think uh, sometimes you don't know until there is time and space. Right. right? And, and I think the no schools, right. I think the schools mm. have gotten really good at that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for all the wrong reasons. Right. right? right. So it started yes. it started with Newtown and, um, you know, professionals, mental health professionals, all kinds of support services were brought down there immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't like it when they say available for any students who feel they need it. Exactly. I don't like that. Right. Because some yes. students aren't going to be com- comfortable saying I need it. Well, also, it's just. And it they seems don't a, know they need it. And right. they don't know they need it. And also, sometimes yeah. it's just that next day. And we think like, okay, it's the next day. What about having ongoing services for the upcoming weeks? Because sometimes it might take people longer right. to process yep. and really kind of see that something's not feeling right or this is still really bothering me and I don't know who to talk to. So I don't think just the next day is necessarily enough. I think we need to really start realizing that things hit people at different times. And same thing with grief. It's not going to be, you're going to be over it in a couple of weeks. Oh, no, it It could could hit you. Something triggers it, a smell, a sight, and and there you are grieving. I think that's that's an excellent point, Lisa, because the, the first days are really only kind of a a, a checkpoint mm-hmm. you know it's far you, you you're not even in the the realm of uh seeing how this is going to impact anyone over time mm-hmm. so i think you're right there's kind of phases of it there's the acute you know post uh immediate trauma phase and then there is this kind of interim phase which i think is very significant i think that's what you're talking about like there has to be some kind of consistent check-in and a lot of communication across the adults right Mm -hmm. administrators teachers and parents to be the were the observers of of these kids and noticing the changes in these kids so i think there should be absolute periodic check-in individually and and together right and Right. As a group. Now, my daughter, uh, like I mentioned, she lives in Texas, and and she said she wasn't taking my granddaughter to school today. I said, you know what? It's whatever you think. But I also said... Utilize that as an opportunity. Take take yes. take my granddaughter out to lunch. Um, it doesn't have to be the the main topic, but if it comes up and maybe you make it come up, then you at least have that conversation. Because I also feel strongly that we can't put all of this mental health services and all this responsibility on our schools. educators. That's right. It's you know it's our responsibility That's as caregivers, right. as parents, as grandparents. That's right. This is up to mm-hmm. us too because we want to make sure they're hearing our message. That's right. So that if that means, you know what, you take the day off of work tomorrow, you keep your kid out of school, and you just spend a day. That's right. You take that time, un, you know, without any distractions, spend that time, look your kid in the eye, and have those conversations. That's right. Creating yeah. memories yeah. even around that, something yeah. that's an important topic so they know it's serious enough, but that you're there with them as well. And for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think keep, keeping that conversation as a parent keeping that conversation going over time is is really critical and you know again checking in with what new questions do they have you know and what could they do as a as any kind of a gesture or uh, project or contribution mm-hmm. to impact one person you know one right. family one anything um, I think it's just a sense of being engaged as opposed to uh, passively feeling uh, you know the wave of emotions that 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 come over 
all of us in different ways. Yes. You know, I, I don't talk about this because I don't want it to be a badge of honor. But in my role, you know, as a crisis communication, I was actually in Newtown the, the night that this happened. The superintendent, I, she called me. She says, I need you here. So I saw it from the standpoint of I have never seen, you know, over the course of that day and the next day. I mean, we had, they had, you know, local, regional, international news, news. coverage. Mm -hmm. The whole place just turned into news cameras mm -hmm. and reporters. And, and it was just so surreal to see this little small town here in Connecticut on the map for such the wrong reasons and to see, you know, the grieving people and, and to see the reporters. You know, it's their job to get right. the story, right? So not only do you have people trying to deal with this tragedy, you have a superintendent where these were her kids. Right. You know, these were her houses and her students. And these are her parents. And you try mm -hmm. to speak to a national, international audience about what happened here, um, keeping in mind that the world is watching. Right. It was such a challenging and heartbreaking situation. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you. And then the reporters that are, you know, sticking the microphones in the faces of anybody they can get to talk to this mm -hmm. thing. It was just, yeah. like I said, it was just almost surreal. So I'm sure that's exactly what's going on right now in Texas. Everybody wants to scoop. Everybody wants the personal story. And these stories, yeah. I saw one of the reporters last night on CBS National News. She's a mother. She's a parent. She was there. She could not keep her composure. She was right. just, and that's okay. It is. We need to yeah. see more of these reporters <laughs> sharing the humanity and the emotion of, that's right. of yes. these things than just blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, Anne, it's a, good, it's a good point in terms of, you know, there is no, no one way to grieve. Right. And there's no judgment in grief. And it's something that is so critical. So it's going to find its expression in unique ways for every single person. And mm -hmm. sometimes it will be a little more delayed and sometimes it will be immediate and sometimes it will be while we're working. Mm -hmm. um, and it is all okay because it's a model for children, for kids and for you know older kids too, that, that emotions are a part of life. They don't stop us, they come with us. Mm -hmm. And we learn to integrate them. We don't try to separate them. Yeah. Um, wow, what a, what a strong statement that is. that is. And you know, Lisa and I, before we started the show with um, with Dr. Cashman, Dr. Orla Cashman, we were talking about the social media component. That's you it. know, how this coward put up what he was going to do before he did it. You know, and isn't it true? That's another checks and balances. You know, check your kids' social media. Right. More and more people yes. are like looking for this five minutes, 15 minutes of fame mm -hmm. to glorify the, yeah. the, I mean, just the most horrific things. And you just think, what in the world did someone see that they could maybe have just said something or I, I don't know, but it's just, it's, it's hard. No. And that's the thing. I think sometimes we don't know. We don't know what goes yeah. on in the minds of these individuals. And nor do I think, in my opinion, and I'm not a professional, that we should try to figure that out because I don't really care. You know, I really don't mm -hmm. care. I mean, I think from a, from a, you know, investigative piece, you need to know those kinds of things. But what I want to know is just, you know, what can we do to make this world a better place and, right. and, and stop the carnage? Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did want to go back to something I, I think I didn't end up responding to, Lisa, which was that, you know, those, uh, those who are re-traumatized. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. And I think when you're, um, you know, it, it adds even yet another layer. I mean, two things come to mind. One is uh, the need for support and connection is so 
even even it's always in need you know or or warranted but it's so much more warranted you know when you're uh, kind of re-traumatized and also to seek some of that support from others who are in that same mm-hmm. or who are having that same experience mm-hmm. i also think that's a time when you would be well directed to find some professional support right and there are and they're out there right there are support groups for everybody you know whether from from alcoholism to you name it and and they're listed everywhere and and we've even got remote support services now we've got you know we've got mary's place right in windsor which is a grieving support system for for Mm -hmm. adults and we've got so many different that's a really good point don't go it alone because you're not the only one that's going through this but there are right. still people that are overloaded with trying to find therapists and other folks who, you know, they can't get into an appointment or they, they can't give up it. or they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So I think we still need to maybe even suggest to people to have your own, you know, a, a group of people that can at least come over if you're in crisis. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to develop your own little crisis team separate. You still have a professional, but maybe you have a crisis team of a couple of key family members that you can call, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. that you know you can say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know what this is, and it might not be anything, but I just want to let you know and share so that someone could at least have you on their radar to say, you know, I have a, a cousin who said to me, you know what, I, I'm having a hard time and I've been suffering with a little depression just want to let you know she's not in the state but she knows that that means she can reach out reach out and kind of be if I don't if I fall off the bandwagon I kind of told you but at least I'm letting you know because I know my own body my own signs right so So, Dr. Cashman we've only got about 30 seconds left what is your best piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with you know given the situation that we're talking about by the, the strongest thing that comes to mind is Listen to your kids first, observe them, spend time understanding what their experience is, and then take all your cues from them because they'll, they'll, they'll guide us well, better than we can guide ourselves. Absolutely. Two, two seconds for ourselves. Adults, what do you tell us? Best, best word. What do, we, what do we do? Yes, as an adult, I think self-care is the most important thing because in <laughs> self-care is social, it's emotional, it's physical. It's getting sleep, it's exercising, it's really staying grounded in what you need to, to kind of be at your optimal self because it's you have to be there for your kids. Right. And it's very wearing on adults. Yep. Great advice. Yeah. And don't let your kids isolate. Don't let them go lay in their bed with their devices, with their iPhones. You know, make sure that that's not where they're escaping. Well, this was fantastic. Thank you. Dr. Can, I say one, can I say one more thing? No. It's just based on, oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, can, they can have dinner rituals. Go back to having dinner together. It's a great time to start. That's wow. a, We will that's, include that. Yes. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, Dr. Orla Cashman from Greenwich Psycho therapy and associates thanks for your time your advice and together and god willing we'll get through all this right yes the best thank you thank you and prayers for everyone prayers for everyone we want to thank you i know it was a difficult subject matter but hopefully you found this information useful and again thank you for tuning in to this edition of news you can use right here on wtic news talk 1080 T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.